what and who will the church align itself with moving forward? The choices, whoo, there are many. So let's run through them. Number one choice for the church is the world. We just talked about it. Romans 12, 2. Do not any longer conform to the pattern of this world. Church, you can align yourself with the world, but, but I wouldn't recommend it because God tells us in His Word, don't do it. Hey guys, this is Pastor Tommy. Thanks for joining us today at the Church at Bushland. Man, we pray that your faith will be encouraged and inspired from today's message. So, hey, good to see each of you. Welcome our church online. So grateful to have you today. Thanks for being in the house today. Uh, so if you've been with us this fall, um, I've had kind of a two-part uh, series. The first half, um, we looked at the church, what God meant for the church, what God had in mind for the church, what God meant when he saved us and created us and, and made the church and all that. And so the second half, we started last week, and we're looking at the church uh, today, the church moving forward. And we simply did it by simply tiling the second half that we just simply say to the church in America. If God was writing a letter to the church in America today, what would he say? What would he say? If he took out a pen and wrote the church in America a letter, what would he say to the church in America today? What would he say? What would he say? And that's what we're looking at. Because for many of us, during the last crazy three years, we, we were hoping Jesus would come back and get the church. Just come back and get the church, God. Well, I don't know about you, but we're here. <laughs> I'm looking at you. That he didn't come get the church. So if he didn't come get the church, then he means that he left the church on purpose. And he left the church for, on purpose here for such a time as this. And you're like, I know it's crazy out there, okay? But he left the church to be the church today. We're here for such a time as this. And if we're going to operate as a church, we need to figure out what God would say to the American church. And if God took out a pen and wrote a letter to the American church, that's what we're going to look at through the whole series, okay? The whole series. So simply titled the message today, Alignment is Everything. Alignment, it's everything. Have you ever been in a car that's been out of alignment? You let go of the steering wheel, it's like, right? You pull it back and you hold it and you think, oh, it's steady, now it's doing good. And you let go, and you're like, dude, I gotta get this car into the shop, all right? Why? Number one, you're gonna wear out your tires because them things can take a beating, all right? But you need your car in alignment. And, and the church today needs to be in alignment. Otherwise, if you let go of the steering wheel, woo, woo, that church gone, off in a ditch, off the road, and it's ugly. And so when Jesus looks at the church, okay, he wants the church to be in alignment, okay? And that's what we're gonna look at, okay? Simply, if God was gonna take a pen and write the church a note to the church in America, all right, alignment is important. Because if you, if you don't align yourself with something, okay, you really did align yourself with something. Does that make sense? If, if To not declare what you are aligned with is to declare what you're aligned with. Does that make sense? Not to speak up is to speak up. Not to say this is where we stand is really declaring this is where I stand. Silence, my friend, silence is agreement. Every single time, every single time. And see, the church today is being asked, who 
who you're going to align yourself with. And many churches are choosing not to talk. Can I say something to you? If you don't talk, <laughs> you're talking. You just are. And the church has got to understand it's the bride of Christ. He died for the church. He's coming back for the church. And the church today better align with him, okay? If it doesn't, if it chooses not to do that, or it chooses not to say who it's aligned with, oh, it's, it, it's saying it. It's saying it. When you go to your Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Look at verse 4. Deuteronomy 6, 4. Hear, O Israel. If you have your own Bible, I said this in the first service. If you have your own Bible, you can write church right above Israel. Hear, O, hear, o church. Hear, church. Listen to me, church. Hear, O Israel. The Lord your God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commands that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them, church, as a symbol on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them, church, on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Verse 10, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land large with large flourishing cities you did not build, houses uh, that you did not, with houses filled with all kinds of good things that you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Then when you eat and are satisfied, ooh, watch verse 12, church. Church, be careful. Mm. Church, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Listen to me, church. Do not forget. Can you hear him saying it? Church, don't forget. Don't forget me. Don't forget me. When you, when you enter the land, when you have all the good that I've given, when I, when I bless you like I did, don't forget me. What is he saying here? Ten Commandments. Oh, don't forget me, church. What's he saying right here? Constitution. America founded on it. From godly men who loved the Lord. Many of this was given to them in church, in worship. And they penned it. They wrote it. Don't forget America. Don't forget church in America. Don't forget me. Don't forget the Lord. I, I, I've been good. I've been good to America. I've been good to the church. Don't forget, church. Don't forget. You didn't get here on your own. You didn't get here on your own. In the Old Testament, God sent prophets to call the people of God to actually be the people of God. Not in name only, but in how they lived. Today, God is calling the church to be the church, not only in name, but in how it lives, how it operates, and how it does business. Let me say that again. Today, the church, God is calling the church to be the church, 
not just in name only, but in the way it lives, the way it operates, and the way it does its business. The world is looking at the church, and the church must operate differently. We are called to be in this world, but not of the world. Amen. Greater is he that is in the church, in us, than he that is in the world. The church is the salt in the earth. The church is the light of the world. We cannot look like the world and impact the world. We can't be like the world and win people to Christ in the world. We have disqualified ourselves if the church looks like the world. We have to be different than the world. In love, we must operate differently. Must operate differently. And the church finds itself right there. One of the greatest gifts God gave man was choice. But it comes with the greatest responsibility. One of the greatest things he gave man was choice. But it comes with the greatest responsibility. You can say, I am the sum today of the choices I have made. You know the old saying, show me your friends, show your future. Choices make us who we are, okay? We can choose to be more than the choices that we've made, or we can let the choices that we've made that were incorrect define us. The choice is ours. But we are a man given choice, but that choice comes with great responsibility. One of the greatest gifts that God gave the church was choice. But it comes, church, with the greatest responsibility. The greatest responsibility. The church finds itself right in the middle of choice. You know where the church is today? Right in the middle of choice. The church is like, I don't want, I don't want to make a choice. I, I don't want to make a choice. I don't want to pick a side. I don't want to make a stance on anything. I, I just, I don't want to do any of that. I didn't ask for any of this. Listen to me. None of us asked for any of this. I didn't ask to pay that much for gas. And I don't think an egg should cost that much. If I know where it came from, it shouldn't cost that much to come from that location on a chicken. All right? Just saying. I'm just saying. I love brisket. That's too much for brisket. Too much, right? Not enough good sauce to cover up how much I just paid for that brisket, okay? I don't like none of that. Excel, I don't understand why you need that much more money. You didn't get it that much last year. If you work for Excel, love you. I'll give you a hug after church, all right? So what I'm saying is I don't understand any of that. But whether I understand it, I like it or not, it is what it is. Church, You may not like everything outside the walls of the church the way they are today, but you know what? He didn't come get the church. So your position right where he wants you to be. Time to be the church. Amen. I'm just going to take this. I'm going to shuck that corn down to the cob. Amen. I'm just a good old country boy. Simple as that. If he didn't come get the church, then guess who he's counting on? The church. He said, man, you should have come and got us. Well, he didn't. Welcome. 
So questions, you know I like questions. How will the church align itself in the future? Mm, alignment's a big deal, boy. How will the church align itself in the future? Maybe better question than that is, who will the church align itself with in the future? Who? What will the church say yes to? Mm. Boy, that's a big question, isn't it? What will the church say no to? You see, when you say yes to something, you may say no to something else. You do. If the church says yes to this, it must say no to that. Okay? Some don't want that. Just don't say nothing. Uh, you already did. You already did. Go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans 12, 2. We read this text a lot of times, and it's just kind of a personal, like, little church when we read it. But you ever read it and think about big church? Because it really applies to big church as well. Because we little churches come together, we make big church. You understand that, right? So I'm looking at a big church, but what I'm really looking at is a bunch of little churches, right? So look at Romans 12, 2. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world. Church. You hear? A big church. This is God writing a letter to the American church. A church. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world. Hmm. But, church, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What renews our mind? Word of God. Hey, church, want to renew your mind? Be a church of the word. It'll do it. Then, church, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Mm. His good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. Oh, you know he wants to write that to the American church. Those questions I asked earlier, who's asking? Who, who is the church asking these questions to? Who are they asking that to? Maybe it should be said this way. <laughs> Is the church even asking the questions? Who am I going to align myself with? Who's the church going to align itself with? If the church says yes to something, what's the church going to say no to? Because to say yes to something, you got to say no to something else. Church, who are you asking these questions to? Are you asking these questions? I promise you, if God was to write a letter to the church, to the church in America, he would say, ask these questions. Ask them. Who is the church listening to? Mm. You know what I think would be an incredible question for the first time guests to walk up to the senior pastor and ask? 
not trying to tell you something to ask me. Hey, pastor, who's the church listening to? <laughs> that would be a fun question to ask the senior pastor. You're talking about speechless pastors. That doesn't happen often, but that would be a speechless pastor. Can I say something to you? That question should be asked daily to the church. Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to, church? So the big, big, big daddy question. What or who will the church align itself with moving forward? What and who? What and who will the church align itself with moving forward? The choices, whoo, there's many. So let's run through them. Number one choice for the church is the world. We just talked about it. Romans 12, 2. Do not any longer conform to the pattern of this world. Church, you can align yourself with the world, but, but I wouldn't recommend it because God tells us in his word, don't do it. Don't do it. James 4, 4 says to be a friend of the world is to be an enemy to God. How? Anybody need to go to seminary to get that one? Pretty simple. So I would recommend to the church not to be a friend of the world. We cannot be, we cannot be like the world. We can't align ourselves with the world. Listen to me. The world needs the church, okay? But we cannot reach the world if we look like the world. We can't. We can't do that. How about culture? Hmm. Culture. Want to align yourself with culture? What if the church today was going to align itself with culture? <laughs> Woo! We'd be busy, wouldn't we? Changing all the time. Be this, be this, be this, be this, be this, be this. You could be a thousand things to a thousand people, but nothing to nobody. Nothing to nobody. Culture writes your music and the church going to dance to it? Oh, no, they ain't going to dance. You can't dance to that. That music changes too fast. You, you don't even know if you two-step and one-step and no-step and don't know what to do. Duck and roll, I don't know. I mean, what do you do? You can't do it. There's an interesting passage in the Scripture. It's in John chapter 21. Jesus is standing on the shore. His disciples have a boat. They're out fishing. They're not real far from the shore. And they're throwing their nets on the left side. Listen to me. It just says it in the Bible. Just they're throwing it on the left side. They're not catching nothing. They're not impacting the fish at all. The fish don't even know they're there. They're throwing the nets on the left side. The left side is not producing no fruit, not producing anything. It's just crazy. It's just they just keep doing it. Why are they doing it? Because all the other boats out there, you know where they're throwing their nets? Left side. The disciples are throwing their nets like everybody else. And Jesus stands on the shore and he says, Jeff, paraphrase, why y'all throwing on the left side? Well, everybody else throwing on the left side. Everybody's throwing on the left side, Jesus. That's thought that's what, it's just normal, Jesus, right now, to throw it on the left side. It's just what everybody's doing, just throwing on the left side. And Jesus said, throw it on the right. Throw it on the right. They look at you like, can we even throw it on the right? 
Yeah, you can throw it on the right. Jesus said, throw it on the right. You'll catch so many fish, you're going to have to go get your brother boat to come up and help you get all them fish into your boat and your body put some more in their boat. They're like, is he serious? Jesus is pretty serious. He says, throw it on the right side. They throw it on the right side. They simply do what Jesus said to do. And it's so many fish, they can't get it in the boat. Culture says, do this, church. Jesus said on the shore, said, church, throw it on the right. Throw it on the right, church. What you, what, but listen, Jesus, all the other churches are throwing on the left. That's all throwing on the right. Because it's, it's just normal today to throw it on the left, God. You know, just what everybody else is doing, just throwing on the left. You going to listen to everybody else? You going to listen to me. I died for the church. I'm coming back to get the church. My name is Jesus. Throw it on the right. They threw it on the right. They had more fish than they could handle. And not only that, they later... Jesus has a fire. They take some of the fish. They cook the fish. And Jesus breaks bread, gives them fish. They all eat. Jesus is cool. He's cool like that. Them boys weren't going to eat nothing because they weren't catching nothing. Amen. We're called to be the salt and the light. The world may say, hey, throw it on the left. Culture may say, throw it on the left. Jesus said, no, nah, I want you to be different. Throw it on the right. Decide, church, who you're going to listen to. Everybody else is going to listen to me. Another one, popularity. Church can align itself with popularity. You can be the cool church. You can get the pastor with the cool clothes. He can get the cool theme music when he comes out. He can get the smoke coming up. Woo, cool. See that girl right there? I ever get theme music and smoke, she gonna, I'll never make it to the stage. She'll wipe me a poof, take me out. She ain't very big, but she's tough like a linebacker. I'm just telling you, you ain't, this ain't cool, Pastor Church. I'm not cool. I'm not cool, okay? You don't need cool church. You don't need cool church. This is already a cool church. I say that all the time. That's how this is a cool church. You know why this is a cool church? You got real people encountering a real God. That's pretty cool. You got real people encountering a real God. You know what churches ought to be today? Cool. They ought to be real people encountering a real God, and I guarantee you, it'll change a real world. You come in here fake, you're going to leave fake. You fake everybody at church, you're going to go out there and try to fake everybody out there. Hey, listen to me. Jesus is called the physician, the doctor. If you already think you're well, fine, and perfect, then you don't need him, and he's going to act just like that. When you say, God, I'm a wreck, I'm a mess, come fix me, heal me, and clean me. He says, I didn't think you'd ever ask. That's what I do best. You can try to align yourself with the world, church. You can try to align yourself with culture. You can try to align yourself with popularity. None of it's going to work. You can also try to align yourself with man. One of the greatest temptations for a senior pastor is to align church to man. You have a strong personality or several strong personality men in your church, and they want you, pastor, to do church like they want you to do it. And the pastor has to decide, you're going to do it my way, God's way? You're going to do it man's way? That happens. That happens a lot. Now, listen, I have great men around me. I have great elders. I have great staff. And I do consult them. And I have great people in my church. And I talk church with a bunch of people. But when it comes to deciding what we're going to do as a church, I simply say, Father, what do you say about this? 
And whatever that answer is, is what we do. It might line up with some of those guys and it might not line up with some of them at all. But if it doesn't line up with them and they get mad at me, I'm gonna say, you know what? There's some other churches that need to be blessed by you. Let me give you the names of them. And you can go bless those churches. But you're not gonna run our church. God's the head of the church and I answer to him and I hear his voice and that's it, period. And you gotta like me and love me enough to understand that sometimes you're gonna get told no and as a big boy, you gotta take it just like a little boy takes it. Man can't run a church, shouldn't run it. You become a pleaser. A lot of pastors become pleasers. They won't please people. Oh, you, you won't please people, not all of them. Other one, that a church can line themselves up with money. Money, mammon, all right? Money is a trap for a lot of churches, okay? I was serving at a church in the younger days, and I had a pastor who I loved deeply, and he started following man and money. And one Friday in December, I came into the church, and he had hung himself in the church. And I cut the rope and laid him down and put his jacket over him. And I said, God, if this is what this is all about, I'm out. He said, this is not what it's all about. This is man and money. This is not me. Don't chase man and money. Churches can't align themselves with man and money. The last thing is this, and it's the best thing. Another area that churches can align themselves with is the word of God. Church can't align with the world, can't rely on with culture, can't rely on with popularity, can't rely on with man, can't rely on with money, but it must align itself with the word of God. The word of God must unapologetically be the standard for the church. We do what we do, why? Because it's the word of God. And we love the word of God enough to speak truth in love. Listen to me. You gotta have some brothers and sisters in your life that love you enough to tell you the truth. If you wear that outside the church, I mean, if you're outside your house, somebody ought to love you enough before you get to Walmart that you should have not worn that out of the house. Amen? Amen. And if you're doing some stuff and going a certain way, there gotta be some people in your life that hold up the word of God and speak truth in love. Jesus stands on the shore, says, why are you throwing it on the left side? Everybody else throwing on the left side. Is it working? No. Throw it on the right. Love people enough to speak the truth to them. Agreeing with them is not love. Can I, can you please hear that? Agreeing with people is not always love. If they're thinking wrong, being wrong, acting wrong, behaving wrong, doing wrong, you got to speak to them in love and say, man, you got to change course. The questions and decisions facing the church today moving forward are many. Real quickly, I want to run through them. Human trafficking is everywhere. It's running rampant. The church finds itself staring right at it. Church, can't be quiet on it. Can't be quiet on that. What's well, messy? <laughs> Sorry. So is a cake, but they're good. You got to speak up. Where does the church stand on it? What's the church going to do about it? Abortion. Word of God says that every life matters. Created in God's image, fearfully and wonderfully made. All the days of life have been ordained. No matter what the circumstances are that brought them into the world, abortion, 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 the church has got to speak on. We defend abortion and we defend life. Why? Because life matters to God. God gives life. That's why. So the church has to decide. Sexuality, running rampant. Boy thinks he's a girl. Girl thinks he's a boy. Boy thinks he's a fur baby. 
wants to carry a litter box to school. I'm like, well, dude, you're not a, you're not a cat. All right? First step's not going to help you. We don't need that, okay? We got all kind of goofy stuff out there, transgender stuff, all kind of, it's just all jacked up out there. And the church could ignore it and be quiet. And if the church ignores it and it's quiet, then it's really speaking. You have to say something, but what do you say? Biblical marriage. Biblical marriage, a big deal. It's under attack. We have marriage set up by God. God's a loving God, loving God, loving God, loving God. And he said in his Bible, I created man and I created woman. And the two of them will become one flesh. Man marries man, man marries woman, woman marries man. They will leave their father and mother and become one flesh. That's the kind of biblical marriage that God has set up and honors. That's the kind of biblical marriage the church must set up and honor. The word of God has already spoken on it. You don't need to speak on something God has already spoken on. If the word of God has already spoke on it, you don't need to speak. Somebody asked me one time to pray for something. I said, was it in the Bible? Yes. Then why are we praying? <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just like, it's just in the Bible. It's like, it's just in the Bible. It's just in the Bible. So all these are under attack. Human trafficking, abortion, you got all this stuff for sexuality, you got biblical marriage, it's all under attack, okay? And whether the church likes it or not, the church finds itself in the middle of this world. And coming to the church is all this stuff. And the church has got to figure out where it stands. And it's got to speak. And it's got to stand on the Word of God. Can't stand on opinion. Can't stand on culture, the world, popularity, money, all this stuff. It's got to stand on the Word of God. And one of the things that's coming to, to the church and it's coming to our church, it has, over the last several months, it has become more apparent, okay? I said this is a cool church. It's a great church. And I love this house, okay? It's a great house. But we attract a ton of people. Some of the people that are coming to our church and wanting to join our church are in a situation um, that, that God has spoken on, okay? And so church membership is a big deal, okay? Our doors are wide open for anybody that wants to come to our church. They will always be wide open, okay? But church membership narrows that road a little bit. When you wanna join the church, you say, I, we want to get up under the leadership and a direction of this church and what this church stands for, and we, we, we wanna join the church, okay? I've already said that God has already spoken about biblical marriage. Man and woman, covenant relationship, married, okay? No problem. But we, over the last several months, and we'll continue to have it, We've had people that want to join our church. They filled out a membership card to join our church, but they are not biblically married. They live together. And that's a tough spot for a church. And it's not popular because other churches do it a different way. But as far as this house, I cannot, I cannot, our leadership cannot, and we will not grant membership. Now, this is just membership, not attendance. Anybody wants to come. But membership to a couple that is living together. Can't. 
And I know many couples live together because of financial reasons. Listen, we talked about Atmos and Excel and the price of an egg that comes from where. But I'm telling you, it's hard to live out there. And joining both of your incomes to one and living together is cheaper. I get that. But when you do that, you cut off the provision of God because He wants to pour out blessings on you. You decide to do it your way, not His way. You're throwing on the left side of the boat like everybody else. And Jesus is standing at the shore and says, I love you. Don't do it that way. Do it my way. Do it my way. Do you see him? He loves you, but he says, do it my way. Do it my way. And I want to say something to you. Not trying to be jerk, pastor, mean. I'm just trying to hold up a standard that I am called by God to hold up because I love you. In the Word of God, I'm gonna stand before God one day. And before He asks me how I love my wife and my daughter and my son, He's gonna say, how you love my church? Mm. See, you don't have to stand in my shoes. I don't have to stand in yours. See, I want you to see it from my chair. Nobody gets to see stuff from my chair. There's no chair behind my chair. If we grant membership to those living together out of biblical marriage, guess who else is out of biblical marriage? Two guys, two girls. You see what I mean? Two Furbies that think they're cats that want to bring their litter box to church, okay? Membership here means you can serve. See what I mean? That means if you join and you become a member, You can work in preschool, children, junior high, high school, wherever. What if it is two boys? What if it is two girls? You know where you're coming? Jeff, I'd like to have a cup of coffee with you. You see what I mean? Once that snowball goes off that mountain, I can't get that back. And I'm gonna hold up a standard of membership. That's biblical marriage. And you can keep coming and coming and coming and we'll love you and we'll speak life into you and we'll hug you. And man, we, we do. But until that marriage date, until you get married, I won't grant the membership. Now, if you want to come to me and say, Jeff, we want, to, we want to throw it on the right side right now. We're trying to save up to have a marriage. I know we're going to get married. We, we're trying to save up to do the wedding, but we can't. We don't have enough money yet. Will you marry us? We want to get under God's umbrella of provision and protection and blessing. Because if you'll do that, you come to me and tell me you want to do that. I'll do that ceremony in my office right now. I'll do it right. I'll do it after church. Because when you line up with God... He will open the floodgates of heaven and He will bless you like nothing you could even think or imagine. When you do it His way, oh my goodness gracious, you'll have more fish that go in your boat than you can even handle. Don't throw your nets on the left side because all your buddies and sisters and friends and cool kids are doing it. It's not what He wants for you. It's not what He wants. It's not what He wants. The church at Bushman, this house, will defend what God defends. The church at Bushman will celebrate what God celebrates. The church at Bushman will make much of what God makes much of. And the church at Bushman will identify with what God identifies with, period. Unapologetically holding up a standard 
that is the Word of God. In America, this is our standard. This is our standard. They want to erase it. You don't erase it. You get under it. The Word of God is what we build our life on and what we must build the church on. And the church moving forward must understand that the Word of God must be the bar, the baseline for everything you do. Everything. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, a beautiful verse. Simply says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not, man, on your own understanding. Mm -mm. But in all of your ways, acknowledge the Lord and he will direct your path. Don't lean on the world. Don't lean on culture because everybody else is fishing on the left side. Don't go fish on the left side. Trust the Lord. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Joshua 24, 15 says this. Mm, choose you this day. Choose you whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, why are you boys throwing on the left side? And kind of they said this, because everybody's doing it, pre. Everybody's doing it, Jesus. Everybody's doing it this way. And Jesus said, you don't bear my name to do what everybody else is doing. You bear my name to do it my way. Jesus said, throw it on the right. Throw it on the right side. So I'm gonna say to you, if you're doing it your way and you don't like the results and you're frustrated, then quit doing that and say, Jesus, what do you want? And he will say from the shoreline, throw it on the right and throw it on the right. And you'll catch more fish than you can get in your boat because that's how good God is. When you do it his way, Oh, man, he always does it bigger and better than you could ever think or imagine. Ever think or imagine. I'm gonna invite you to stand, church. I really need you to hear what I said, not what I didn't say today. I said it out of love. This is not a popular thing to preach. It's not a popular place to stand as a church and what you're going to align yourself with. But we got to do it in love. Okay, we got to speak love. Okay, we got to live love. We have to know love. And that's what he wants for the church. We got to love people enough to say, I want for you what God wants for you. That's what I want. And I can't tell you to settle for less than what God wants. I'm always going to direct you and push you and encourage you and exalt you to do what God wants for you, the best, because I want the best for you. And that's what the church moving forward has to do. It's a lot that's facing the church. But this right here, unapologetically, has to be the standard. Because everything else after this is just an opinion. It's just an opinion. And you can't build the house of the Lord on opinions. You have to build it on the rock. And the rock is the word. I want to pray for us. And as we worship, you move as the spirit moves you. Father, we love you. Thank you for your goodness today. Thank you for the church, God. Mm. Nothing better than the church.
Nothing better. Nothing better than the church. And I know you believe that as well because you would have never, ever, ever died for the church, set the church up, empowered it with the Holy Spirit and said, someday I'm coming back to get my bride when my daddy tells me to, and it's gonna look good. And so God, we wanna be that church that you're proud of, that looks good, that honors you, reflects you. And so God, help us be the church that you want us to be in a world that is so messed up and confusing. God, may we be solid and steady in a rock that you love. God, we thank you for your goodness. In Christ's name, amen, amen. Hey, thanks for joining us today here at the Church at Bushland Online. Hey, if you were inspired by today's message, we'd love to hear from you. Just drop a message in the comments, or you could email us at info at bushland.com. We'd love to hear what God's doing in your life. Also, man, if there's anything we could agree for in prayer with you guys, just text the word pray to 806-557-1800. We believe there's power in agreement um, with the Lord. And so um, if we could pray for you, just do that for us. Um, and if you'd like to connect further with us through social media, uh, just search the church at Bushland. You can find out more things that are coming up here um, and get involved that way. And then if you'd like to plan a visit, uh, we'd love to see you face-to-face. We have services here, 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. You can go to our website, thechurchatbushland.com, and plan that visit, and we look forward to meeting you that way. Finally, man, just thanks again for joining us. Pray your faith was encouraged, and we look forward to journeying with you in the days ahead. So have a blessed day.